Okay, so uh, we're sitting in the O2 Academy uh, with Jeremy, the guitar player from Monster Truck. Mm-hmm. And we're uh, in Newcastle tonight. Uh, nearly the end of your tour. You've got about four more days left on this one. Oh, God, no. We're got about for eight. the UK, though, you have. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, we're on, a, we're on a run right now. That we're not going to see home for another nine weeks. So uh, it doesn't seem like anywhere close to the end to me, but yeah, the end of the Lords of the Rift uh, segment, yes. Right, okay. And uh, last time we caught you, you were supporting uh, Victor Vista. Vista Chino, yeah. Yeah. What's been happening since then? Let me think about that for a second. It was November when you were here. Right? Yeah, so we got home from that tour and we had about five days off and we started our Canadian headline tour that we had set up in December. Yeah. Uh, it was the first time that we'd ever really headlined in Canada since we've had a bunch of the success that we yeah. had last year. Yeah. So that was really fun getting out to a lot of places that had been waiting on us for a while yeah. and seeing the kind of fan bases that we'd built up in these cities across Canada yeah. and playing in these crowds that were there for us, which, you know, we get so used to supporting bands all the time that yeah. we forget what it's like to go and play to our yeah, own yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. So that was really fun. We had three weeks of that, and then it was Christmas. Um, we had about all of January off to kind of, um, we started tinkering with some new songs, got a lot of rest. Uh, everyone got rid of the colds that they had accumulated in, <laughs> in Canada and the, the Canadian tour. And then, uh, yeah, we got right back out into this tour. And uh, it looks like we're going to be busy until, the, until June. And have you noticed this time around, because obviously you're playing pretty much the same venues that you did in November, have you noticed uh, a bigger crowds coming to see and people who know the songs and... Yeah, way more, way bigger than I even anticipated. I mean, I definitely thought we'd have some fans now mm-hmm. based on the kind of the impact we made with the last tour, which was something that um, was a great introduction, I thought, for us. Um, but the, fa- the fans have grown way quicker than I thought. Um, it, the kind of the kind of growth that took us a year or two in Canada only taken us about six months here, right. which is mind blowing to me, and it's been a lot of fun. And we actually aren't in a lot of the same venues. This is the first venue that we've repeated. Oh, yeah. A lot of the other venues have been smaller, but we're talking 200, 300 cap rooms, and they're sold out, and they're they're beer soaked, loud, rowdy rock and roll fans, and it's it's been um, it's been very very surprising and very very entertaining for us for, for to, to come and do that and see you know we played in Glasgow last night and it was you know people chanting our name and, and yeah. singing along and yeah. we, we never expected that and it was just a, a lot of fun excellent and how's the co-headlining thing gone did, did you just randomly pick who goes on, on I don't know it? who picks that <laughs> I picture like some guy in a crazy suit up in the clouds <laughs> with puppet strings on his hand kind of choosing willy-nilly. Um, I don't know how that happens. You know, it's it's a cool concept. It's something we've never done before. Um, and it's also been really cool with, um, you know, not only Scorpion Child, but having bu- uh, Buffalo Summer on mm-hmm. as well. They're awesome. Right. And so we've got three bands, and I like both of the other bands. Yeah. And it's a situation we've never had before where we've kind of a lot of bands, uh, we've open for a lot of bigger bands, and then we've headlined. But we've never played with like a, you know, Straight brothers, yeah. like yeah. we've been doing this, and everyone is super nice. Every single member of every single band and crew from all three bands, so it's been a lot of fun. And um, you know, like I said, we still got like four or five more shows to go, and we're just nothing but optimistic and, and having a good time. Excellent. And you, uh, you've got to get a, a track on the game, Rocksmith. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, 
Are you stoked about that? Yes. As a guitar player, that must be something like, yes, people are going to learn the... Yeah, you know, it's been really cool because we, we've had a lot of people clamoring to, for us to post the tabs for mm -hmm. the songs. And I keep meaning to do it, but like we've been so busy lately that I haven't gotten around to it. So to have someone do it for us yeah. and get paid, yeah. uh, it's pretty fun. And yeah, I like seeing the, the people post videos, um, not only themselves playing the game and learning the song, but also just people playing guitar along to the CD. And, you know, um, I was like seeing that and kind of pointing, you know, helping them out. And, 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 you know, oh, you, that's not in the wrong position, or it's the wrong yeah. position. Yeah. The one thing I almost always have to tell people is there's no power chords. There's no bar chords. Right. I think there's maybe one song in the whole record that has bar chords. So right. if you're playing power chords, you're doing it wrong. It's, uh, it's basically like playing bass guitar on a guitar. All right. And when, we, when we say Lords of the Riff, we really do mean the riff. Right. <laughs> and, and is that something that comes about because, obviously, you have the Hammond organ in, in yes. the band, and you have to keep the... Yes, that was something that kind of happened um, kind of just out of the blue, really. You know, we, were, we started with a really riff-oriented um, concept when we started the band. Um, and, you know, you never know how that's going to work out. Uh, and sometimes it can end up being a tad thin. It was just one guitar, one bass playing the same thing. Mm -hmm. But we realized, you know, we had this organ here, and it's filling out all these harmonic ranges, mm -hmm. low, high, middle, everything. So not only does it lay a really great foundation down for the bass and guitar to stand on and do you know the real meat, yeah. and he's kind of the gravy, yeah. um, it also allows me to go off on guitar solos and have that nice mid-range and low-end filled out so that it doesn't feel like the bottom's falling out when I switch sure. to doing a guitar solo. So it's something that's really worked well for us, and um, it was kind of an accident, but you know it's one of those happy accidents that you, 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 you're, you're only smart if you don't try and fix it, because there's, there's <laughs> nothing to fix. Because Brandon doesn't seem to go off the, you know, John Lord kind of... No. I think, that's, I think that's something that we might even try and work on a little bit on the next record. You right. know? Um, it's been a growing experience for everybody. You know, I've had to really step up my game as a guitar player in a lot of ways um, to match kind of what I thought needed to be done for some of John's songs that he wrote for the record. I really mm -hmm. felt like I, I had to, to get better. Um, which is a, a good feeling to have when you're, you know, 31, 32 years old. So um, it was kind of cool that way to, to, to be pushed to the limits. And um, I think Brando feels the same way where, you know, he, he's always getting better. I mean, he, he really, and it's not just the organ, he's kind of one of those guys that pushes himself no matter what. And he's been doing a lot of that lately. And it's going to be exciting to, you know, get some time off in the summer and really sit down and look at, you know, writing new songs. Right. And have you been doing any writing? I think you said earlier that you sort of started looking a little bit of it. Yeah, we did. We did when we were home in January. And um, it kind of got cut short because we realized that... Um, we were right, going right back on the road again. Um, actually, I forgot when I was mentioning our, 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 um, what, what we've been up to. We had a, a one-month tour in the United States with Buck Cherry. Right. And that kind of came out of the note. That, that was what happened. We thought right. we were going to get about two months to work on songs. and ended up being only about a couple weeks, and we were back on the road. So right. we've got oh, a couple ideas in the, in the works, but nothing that we've been able to play at shows yet, which is really where the songs start to come into their own. Sure. Yeah. As you're doing them in sound checks or whatever, kind of gigs. That's what we've been doing. Is we've been playing at sound checks, but there's little components of each one that's missing that we right. don't want to, you know, unveil them quite yet. Because right. the second you play them at shows, they're on YouTube the next day. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll be a little bit um, hesitant to make sure that okay. they're re they're ready before we un un unleash them on uh, everyone else. And you all seem fairly knowledgeable, sound-wise and things. And do you all? Do a bit of closet engineering and, and yeah, I mean, I, I've been doing this so long with guitar that I've gotten quite a good ear for guitar tones. Brandon's 
uh, same thing with Brandon with his organ. It's been an evolution of him figuring out what works and what sounds good. And he, I mean, we both, me and him, have both gone through so many different pieces of gear looking for the right sound. Um, John has almost been the opposite. He knew what he liked right away, and uh, I was skeptical almost because I hadn't worked with him in a band before, um, and I didn't really know if I should trust his opinion. Right. Sometimes you have band members in your band where they think it sounds good and it doesn't, yeah. and I don't think I gave him enough credit early on. I really kind of you know, was suspect of his ear mm -hmm. and what he thought sounded good, mm -hmm. and I quickly had that you know, squashed, yeah. where we were going into studios and we were, we were going to shows and people were like, you're guy, you're guy, like the bass is just sounds yeah. awesome, you know, yeah. it just sounds perfect. And, um, you know, after the 17th time I heard that, I knew that he knew what he was doing well. <laughs> and uh, again, Steve takes uh, great care in his drums and making sure they all sound great. He's got a great company in Canada, sponsors them called U-Drum. Right. And they just make some of the best sounding drums. Nice. Was, funny going to the studio we went we used the drums he uses live in the studio which I think any recording engineer will say that never happens yeah, yeah. you never get to use your live kit in yeah. the studio and we use almost every single drum right and guitar wise then have you, do you feel that you've pretty much got your sound or do you think it's an ever evolving thing like every guitarist I think it's an ever evolving thing but uh, I'm about to take a giant leap once we get home from this tour or not when we get home but when we switch to the next tour we've got a whole different set of gear that's going to be arriving in Dallas, Texas right. and one of the items on the skid will be a new amp that I'm getting from uh, a company called Morris Right. Uh, it's a custom guitar amplifier um, made by a single man in a single garage right. and he's just a He's like a, a mad scientist, and uh, I went, you know, had a chat with him and uh, played some of his stuff, and he just makes some of the best sounding amps I've ever heard, and so I've, I've commissioned him to build me one, and right. it's probably being built right now as we speak. I, I, I like to imagine him sitting there, <laughs> soldering like away, yeah. So I'm going to pick that up when we, uh, when we get to Dallas, and I'm really looking forward to that because... Um, I played a version of what he's making me, and right. it just sounded better than anything I've ever used. So. And did you have any special requests? And to I, I just simplify. Right. I like to take everything that's not necessary and just trash it. Right. And this was a three-channel amp uh, with a clean channel, and I don't need a clean channel. Right. So I told him, get rid of the clean channel. It had an effects loop. I told him, get rid of the effects loop. Um, and it's just basically uh, an ass kicker on one side, and then an extra volume knob that you can switch between. So right. you just have two, two levels of ass kickery and, <laughs> and, and pick between them. Um, and that's all I need. Excellent. And so uh, touring uh, around the UK again, have you uh, started to find anything that you like about the UK and things that you dislike about the UK? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because um, all the important and big things are the things I like and all the little things are the things that I don't like. So it makes it really easy, you know. Right. The, the, the minor nuisances um, are, are pale in comparison to the victories that we've had. And like right. I mentioned, you know, the fans have been great. The, the reception we've got has been wonderful. People don't have their cell phones in the air the whole show like they do in North America a lot of the time, which drives me bonkers. Uh, you must be one of the few bands that don't have that because usually it is. Well, you know what? Our fans are a little older over here than right. they are at home. Right. So that might have something to do with it. They maybe, just don't yeah, have iPhones or they don't know how to use them or whatever. Think, oh, I've paid 40 or 20 quid to come and see a band. I'll watch them properly rather than through a little screen. But like I said, I like our fans over here a lot and they just they really do um, you know they, 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 they come out to the show they're there to have a good time they're not using their cell phones uh, and, and you know they're buying a t-shirt and they'll you know and I know they're going to be there next time and it, that to me that's the most important thing the minor nuisance stuff 
I don't like your toilets very much. Right. They don't seem to handle uh, waste as well as the ones in North America, if I can put it that way. Um, they, we've had some electrical issues with bringing right. our North American 120 sure, amps yeah, over here and trying to convert, trying to convert them down. We've been blowing up breakers all across the country. Right. Um, but you know, again, so you must bring your own gear then. That's we bring most of. I mean, last time we didn't, and everything blew up, and it was not our gear. It was backline rental stuff, and it sucked to begin with, and then it was breaking, and everything we got from this company broke basically. Right. And we was we spent. I don't even know how much money we spent, but it was in tens of thousands of dollars to rent a van for six weeks to rent a van and get all this gear and. And honestly, everything broke. Like my bass or my uh, guitar amp broke. Our bass amp broke. Uh, the van broke on the right. last. Like it was just a disaster. So we tried to limit that possibility by bringing all of our own gear, which is right. really reliable. We maintain it really well at home. So um, we counted on that. We spent a little bit more money to ship it here, and it was worth it. Right. And I, I saw a post uh, when you were in Bristol. You finally got to play a strap, and it was a somewhat larger than yeah. their normal strap. So yeah. not a not a Fender man. No, I mean, you're an SG. I, I I like SGs. Yeah, um, Gibson has not been so nice to me, so I don't like to mention their name, which I just did. <laughs> I can edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I, I'd rather they hear that I say that they're they're a pain in my ass. Right. I I buy all my stuff. I pay, I pay full price because I like the I like the gear. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like Fender Telecasters and I mean, I'll play anything, you know, I don't typically like the sound of a Stratocaster, but I don't ever want to rule anything out. I mean, everything has a purpose. And, uh, I also think it's, I'm a pretty firm believer if you're a real musician and you're a real guitar player, you should be able to play anything and make mm -hmm. it work. Mm -hmm. So, um, I wouldn't rule anything out. Um, but if I had my choice, I would not choose a Strat. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, and what about your, your influences and stuff then? It's right across the board, man. Like, you know, one of the biggest things that influenced the band um, and kind of the spark that, that, that got me and, and John really talking about what kind of direction we wanted to go was Grand Funk Railroad, um, specifically between the years of 69 and 72 when they were kind of just a straight three-piece riff band before they kind of went off on a little bit of a different tangent after their, their legal troubles. So, um, we you know, we bonded over that, you know, closer to home and their live records. And... Um, you know all the classic influence. I mean, if you're if you're playing in a band like this and you don't like Led Zeppelin, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. <laughs> um, you know, we grew up on Black Sabbath, and you know we we, we evolved too as we were kids. And when we were listening to this stuff and listening to a lot of Rage Against the Machine and Soundgarden, and I was listening to a lot of grunge, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and right. we evolved into punk rock with No Effects and all those bands. And then I ended up getting into my late twenties and coming right back to just listening to the classics again. So right. I like to try and keep all those influences in mind because. You know, some bands will listen to the classics and just kind of stay with the classics. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's been a lot of great rock and roll that's happened since then, uh, and because of them. So, um, you know, I like to keep, you know, I, like, I really like Tom Morello's guitar playing. I, I, I think we incorporate a lot of the stylistic moves that they use with the bass and the guitar and unison riffing right. and all that stuff. Yeah. We have a little bit of an advantage having the organ to fill out that back end, like we were mentioning earlier. But um, there's so many influences, in, you know, on any given day, and, you know, you can be listening to anything. And, and melody... You know, melody can come from anywhere too. It doesn't even have to be a hard rock band. You know, the, the softest piano music you've ever heard, and you could take inspiration from a fantastic melody. So, ears open. Excellent. And so you say you've got another few weeks left of the tour, six, nine weeks, something left on, on tour around Europe and stuff. Oh yeah, well, we finish and up in Europe in 
three weeks, and then we go straight to uh, the America tour with Alter Bridge for three, and then Alice in Chains for three weeks. Right. So that's exciting. So you'll be basically promoting Curiosity for the next year. For the foreseeable future, yeah. yeah until until we're uh, until we're ready to call it a you know call it a day on this record and get working on another, but uh, I don't see that happening for at least another six months. Okay. And you think you'll be back here before the end of that, or? Uh, I think so. I think w one of the main plans is to write a lot of stuff in the summer and then come right. play it live. We had a lot of success with that with Curiosity where we were playing almost the whole record live mm. for a while before we went and tracked it and that really helped us kind of gain a really great perspective on what was working, what needed changing yeah. and, and the holes that we're missing in the, you know, you want to have a record with a lot of different kind of vibes on it so it kind of showed us where we, where we, well, we could have a song like this or a song like that, it would really help to have it yeah. set because we are a live band, we are, that is our strength and, and the main way that we sell, um, you know, our, just what we're doing. So, you know, we want to make sure it works live and we want to, you know, it's got to be a good complete package. Excellent. All right, well, I'll let you get away and have you. Are you eating yet or not? No. Uh, kind of. Kind I, of. Got, I got a little heartburn right now. Oh, I, no. might, I, might just, <laughs> I might take a nice little lie down for 20 minutes and drink some Excellent. water. And, You're um, on about a quarter past eight, I think. So. Yeah. Are you doing the full, is it a 90 minute set or a 40 minute set? Or? Uh, it's going to be 60 minutes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. probably a quick 60. <laughs> <laughs>